what we do here is go back, 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 back. For everybody, it's Andy's birthday tomorrow. November 5th is his birthday. So it would be a real shame if he got flooded by a bunch of happy birthday tweets um, and mentions and anything on social media. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. Joining us once again, Mel Dreamy. Um, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. Some preview to talk about for that. Dan, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, just like everyone else, it, it's I'm dealing with this tragedy that is uh, the news of Henry Ruggs the third, and I'm sure we'll get right into that. But as every other Raider fans out there, it's uh, it's pretty tragic. Yeah, no doubt. It's 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 not a fun thing to deal with. But as you mentioned, it's it definitely is something that <clears throat> shocked the news waves this week. So let's just get right into it. Micah, thoughts on Henry Ruggs, and I can just tee it up for anyone that doesn't know, but obviously involved in a fatal crash. Um, I believe it was Tuesday, Tuesday morning. He was uh, under the influence driving, crashed into a vehicle that was another, obviously another car um, and killed the woman. Um, and also a golden retriever, a three-year-old golden retriever named Max, which hurts me in a couple of different ways, but also very tragic news. So Mike, any thoughts on that as you did not call spaces, you were laces. <laughs> so go on. Uh, I mean, you guys, I mean, you kind of said it already. Very tragic. It's unfortunate and unfathomable that anyone would do something like that. They said he was doing hundred almost 160 miles an hour, but right before impact, he was doing about 130 when his airbags deployed um, through a pretty downtown area in West Las Vegas. So how you could do something that stupid is beyond me. Um, obviously, he was very impaired. People make very terrible decisions um, when they're drunk, especially hitting at a 0.16. But yeah, it's just, it's terrible. It's it's unfortunate. You know, the fact that someone died is, is very tragic. Feel for the family and everything like that. And, you know, feel for the Ruggs family too, that they're having to go through this. And um, as terrible of a decision that is and terrible of a person he is for making that decision, you know, his family's going through a lot as well. So. It's just very crappy all around, you know, you go through, have a, a great bye week and then to wake up Tuesday morning to this information. So all in all, a uh, very, very shitty few days with all of that, not just on the football side of things, obviously, but it's overall life, you know. I just worry about uh, our team and, uh, you know, they went through the Gruden thing, but Gruden's going to be all right. It's just, hey, that sucks. He got canceled. And um uh, that sucks for him, and he's got problems. He's got to deal with it. This is different. This is this is my brother in the locker room. He just screwed up his life big time, and he killed somebody, and we feel terrible for that gal that got killed. So it's like, can I, we bounce back from the Gruden thing? How's the team going to be able to deal with this? This is a whole lot different. It's a lot more weightier. 
There's guys on the team that played with him for years at Alabama as well. Super close to him. And uh, I just hope that it doesn't nosedive our season. But if it does, I understand. You know, I am I'm human. And I just uh, I'm just waiting to see what happens with all of this. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where you're it, it, you're kind of sick to your stomach when um, Carr goes up there and Rich Bisaccia and Greg Olson, you know, those guys that have to speak on it um, because they, they don't have words just like we don't, right? It's, it's hard to talk about, but um, also they have a football game to play, unfortunately, on Sunday. So, but that that's what it is. It, it's, it's a terrible situation. Obviously, you know, prayers are out for that family that was impacted and, and, and the Ruggs family who, you know, he has a wife. He has a little daughter as well. So it's just not a fun situation to talk about, but we had to address it. So as much as of a business move, it is, you know, we have to talk about potential replacements, which has been talked about um, as of recently, which is um, Deshaun Jackson has been released from the LA Rams. Um, He asked for a trade. They couldn't find a trade partner. So um, move on from him. He's on the waiver wire. He was unclaimed today, um, which was as of 1 PM. Um, No one claimed him because he packed a little bit of a salary. Um, and then there's Odo Beckham Jr., who um, has just been excused from Brown's practice, um, is what they're calling it. So, um, But from the recent reports that are out there, he is going to be on the market by Friday. The waiver wire, just like your fantasy football team, does take one or two days, I believe. So just any thoughts on on, on the better fit? I, I mean, we can just say, let's just remove the salary aside because um, that would come into negotiations. But what's the best fit right now for the Raiders as far as DJX and um, ODB is concerned? Micah, let's start with you. Well, um, my initial thought is that DJX is probably a better fit um, for two reasons. One, he's fast as all hell, so he can fill that kind of role that Ruggs was playing. Two, uh, kind of an older vet guy that I I feel that I don't know. OBJ just has a lot that a lot of baggage that follows him everywhere he goes. Yes, he's a lot better of a of a talent, um, and it could be one of those things where he turns a new leaf with us. But I think Djax would come in and just fit into a you know filler not filler role, but like just do whatever he needs to do to, to you know get playing time and and kind of fit in and whatnot. And he would fill that role better the the rugs role better in general. So I, I think. Djax would be my guess, just because of the uh, the risk involved with bringing him in, and I, I feel like he poses more of that speed kills kind of threat. So, I agree with Micah. Um, we need the guy to blow the top off and to open up our offense underneath, and Jackson can do that. I don't think you can make. I don't think you can make OBJ um, happy. I mean, he he'll never get enough targets to make him happy. He had that in New York, but he moved on, and then I I believe that's what the problem is there in Cleveland. Uh, the way we spread the ball around, and you know Waller's going to get his targets, and Renfro's going to get his targets, and you know Edwards is being seen, and we've got enough talent on the team that we share the ball, and the the team has a a, a very good we attitude. They all root for each other. You don't want a guy coming in there only worry about his stats. I think it would just cause a lot of drama. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree as far as like fit goes. Like, you you bring in Djax, he's kind of just going to play that one role, and he's not going to expect a lot. So, I think from that vantage point, like, yes, I think he fills a void there. Um, with OBJ, obviously the ceiling's a lot higher, but then there's that fit as far as the you know the roster, the culture, the the locker room, things like that. So. 
I think regardless, we need to make a move. Um, I think the reason that Renfro has been special is because Waller draws a lot of people towards him. The reason that Edwards has got his his plays at times is because the attention is not necessarily on them. Um, it could be good to have someone in there. We did bring up Dylan Stoner, so he has been activated to the roster. Stoner, number 15 or whatever his number is, you know, it's, it's going to be a hot hot commodity on the Vegas Strip. But outside Absolutely. of that, I think, yeah, I, I think that there's a void to be filled. Um, D-Jax probably fits the best, but um, the talent that OBJ has, it's, it's it's one of those things you have to weigh pros and cons, obviously. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you guys. So we'll see, we'll see how they address it. We'll see how Mayock looks at it. Um, obviously we didn't put in a waiver claim because um, on DJX at least because they didn't want to take on that salary, but we'll see how it all falls in line. And then DJX obviously has the opportunity to sign wherever he wants to. And then when OBJ is goes on waivers, if he is not claimed, he does have the same um, Liberty as well. So um, before we move on to the preview podcast, um, Micah, would you like to tell the people what we are brought to by? Absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think we're going to see uh, Zay Jones get all of Ruggs' reps this week until they figure something out. Stoner will be on the sidelines. That's just what I'm guessing. Yeah, no doubt. I, th- I think you see him a lot on special teams, um, just filling a void. And then um, Zay Jones does play that role on special teams where you can roll him into more so the third or fourth wide receivers. So agreed on that front as well. So let's talk about Week nine, fellas. So we got the um, Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the New York football giants at the Meadowlands. Um, they are currently three-point favorites um, on the road, heading eastbound and down. So we have them three-point favorites. Just a couple thoughts, guys, on, on the preview. Just thoughts on, on this matchup. Obviously, the um, Raiders had a bye last week. Um, the Giants did lose on the road against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. So... We have a little bit of rest. Giants have some short rest, but they are at home. So, Mel Dreamy, any initial thoughts on the game um, coming up on this Sunday? Well, just like the Eagles, on paper, we should beat this team big. Saying that, it's the NFL. You know, the Giants play the Chiefs tough. I'm watching the game, and uh, I see those little check down throws to Booker and whoever else he was – checking down all these short throws. I'm like, oh, God, that reminds me of our game against San Diego. 
and that umbrella defense, they just chewed us up in San Diego with, with that kind of offense. And I worried about that. But I also know that their O-line is uh, struggling. And with our pass rush, we should be able to do a lot of stuff against them and get a lot of pressure if they get out of that. They can't do that every play. So I expect big things out of our D-line. And uh, their injury list is really, really long. They got a lot of people out right now. And um, I wasn't too confident that we would beat the Eagles. I was still always, I'm always worried that, you know, it doesn't matter what team we play. I'm always like, oh, these guys can get us. And it's the same way here. We should beat these guys. But something in the back of my mind is, oh, (laughs) that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that it's going to be I, – I think we're going to go in here and win it, like you said, the expectation or whatnot. Um, but but looking at, like, their games this year, there's only been two games where they've put up more than 20 points. And I think the biggest issue – now we saw – I see here and say this, and then we saw what happened against, you know, the Bears where we only put up nine points. But I feel like our offense can very much put up points really against anyone, you know, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot. Um, we've played a lot of great defenses this year. Um, the Giants have a good defense, and they've been playing pretty well. I don't think their offense is good enough to keep up with us. So I think we can get past that 21 point or more mark. Um, we'll be we'll be all right. But I don't. I I think we should go in and win this game. I believe we're going to go in and win this game. I believe we're going to blow them out. I think as much as all this crap is happening this week um, and the things that just you know, the team has dealt with in the last three weeks. I think that our offense is going to be able to go in and be able to play well enough to outplay their offense. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. So they've got a Daniel Jones has a lot of flaws. We can find the flaws in it. Hopefully our defense can make some stuff happen. We've been causing turnovers as of lately. Um, just hope that that can keep happening. And, you know, I, I think they're just going to go out there and they're going to, they're going to play hard and they're going to ball out. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with both of you guys. Um, it's a tough team. I mean, I, I feel similarly to Dan where regardless of the opponent, I'm like, we could definitely lose this game. And, and you just go into it like, Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't happen whatever. But I think when you look at it, you know, Dan, like you mentioned, there's a laundry list of, of injuries and um, no Saquon Barkley um, because of COVID. Um, they had a shutdown practice today because of COVID as well. They might've gotten an afternoon session in, but Kenny Galladay potentially, I think he's questionable. Um, Kadarius Tony was hurt on Monday night. So there's a lot of different weapons on offense. And then, um, but for some reason, just looking at it, Daniel Jones does lead the team in rushing. And it made me think back to um, the New York Jets game with Sam Darnold when he ran over. I, I forgot who it was, but he broke his shoulder and and he ended up scoring it. The, the Raiders lost to the Jets. Um, one of those games, not last year, but it, it was one of those. It was games. when we laid a dud. Um Week 12, 6-4, and four, going up against a two-win team like we did against the Falcons. Correct. That was that year we lost like 34-3 to three or something. Yeah, it, it just feels like one of those games where hopefully we don't come out flat, but I, I agree. I think on paper we're just a lot better than this team. There's so many different ways to look at it, but Patrick Graham, who is the D coordinator for the Giants, um, he played a lot of cover two against Pat Mahomes. Um, I think the Raiders' offense is, I'm going to say, as it's, it's operating more effectively than the Chiefs right now, so – you could see that and they could just say, hey, run the ball against us because that's what you do against cover two. Um, two, two safeties high, right? So 
I, I could see them forcing us to run the ball against them and just take away that short passing game and take away those deeper inseams, those drag routes that DC likes to hit um, for 17 to 20, whatever it is, right? Um, so it's going to be a tough matchup, and, and I think that our defense will have to, just like Dan said, Micah, just like you said, to just take away those short intermediate routes and then be able to say, hey, beat us deep. Um, Devontae Booker, um, who we had, don't don't kill us. We don't we don't like that. Um, so I, I still think the Raiders come out victorious, and um, that that will actually translate us to our predictions. So the Raiders are three point favorites on the road. Dan, give us your score prediction for the Raiders heading into Meadowlands East Coast. Haven't traveled well in the past. Recently, not too bad. Um, but Raiders going into the Giant Stadium, three point favorites. How do you see it playing out? I will predict 34 to 22. Is that the Eagles score? I don't want to copy the Eagles score, but um, I think Daniel Carlson will miss another PAT and make me throw my hat. And I think they'll score some points in garbage time because we took our foot off the brake. It seems to be what we do. Yeah, I think I, um, I, I agree with you in the sense that we're going to put up some points. Um, my prediction is going to be 31-14. I think we're just going to we're going to keep our foot on the pedal and you know maybe that maybe they do score some garbage points at the end, but I think I mean I think we're going to cause some turnovers. I think we're going to keep them out of the end zone for the whole first half. Let me just say that. I'll say that. 0 points, 0 touchdowns scored in the first half. If it's going to be 14, they have to score two touchdowns. Um, I think that's the way math works. Can't fit a field goal in there. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to blow them out. 31-14, my prediction. Um, yeah, and Dan, just for clarification purposes, um, it was 33-22 um, Raiders against the Eagles. So one point off, so it was not the same score. But um, I agree. I mean, I think that the Raiders should be in control of this game. I think they win 30-23. to um, I think it's... One of those two-score games, Giants score late, similar to what you guys are talking about. But the Raiders cover. They end up taking the W, a much-needed W. I mean, we just got to get in there. We got to get a dub, and we got to get out. There's been so much noise that does not have to do with football, as we talked about um, and covered. It's not not fun, but that's just our season. But these are the games that we do have to go in and win, and win is what we should do. So I think they win 30-23. to 23. Yeah, I think if they can go out there and be you know confident and not – have a bunch of mistakes and be able to, you know, essentially do what they want to do. It's going to go a long way into prepping for this chiefs week next week. So got to get a big win here. Like you said, a um, resounding win would uh, go a long ways into kind of prepping for chiefs week. So agreed. I think this is big. uh, Would you say it's a must win or a can't lose? Would you put it on either one of those? I think it's can't lose. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those where you can't, you can't do that and then and then roll into Chiefs week. I mean, it could be it could be a good thing if we don't perform as well as we should and then have to tie some things up. But who's to say that we didn't in the bye week prepare for the Chiefs, right? So there there's also that. But I think it's a can't lose at the end of the day. Dan, must win or can't lose? Can't lose. Oof. All right. All right. All right. Well, I agree. I agree with that. So hopefully we'll be able to go into it and uh have a good game that we don't have to throw hats for and that we don't have to be upset about and we don't have to be mad about. Just go in and uh, enjoy some enjoy some Raider football that we haven't had in, in a whole 
you know, two, almost two weeks. So yeah. Andy, anything else? No, I mean, I guess the last thing is is I'm going to put Dan on the spot. Dan, we have the Paradise Bobcats, 14U, going into the championship game against Calusa. Can you give us a score prediction on that game? Paradise, 32, Calusa, 20. Nice. Mm, nice. Paradise Bobcats, 14U, come out on mm. top as champions, so congratulations to them. Um, Bobcats going to win 30-27. Yeah. That's what I said. It's not a guess. It's <laughs> ain't no guess. <laughs> yep. And just like Dan was uh, the first to call my happiest birthday, um, he calls the Bobcats victory. Yes, that is a plug for me because it yeah. wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't plug that. Well, that's so my fault. moving for, off of that's that. That's my fault. For now. Nope, stop. That's my fault for, for not it. getting this in here. For everybody, it's Andy's birthday tomorrow, November 5th. It's his birthday, so it would be a real shame if he got flooded by a bunch of happy birthday tweets um, and mentions and anything on social media where you Good can Good luck just... with the underscores because there's yeah. a couple of them. <laughs> yes. Well, if you're watching on YouTube, um, you'll be able to see it on the screen. It's at underscore Andy Mac 2 underscore. So, yeah, as always, we appreciate the love, everybody. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, as I said, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see all of the handles, Twitter, Instagrams, at Raider Take Podcast. Uh, if you're not on YouTube, go to YouTube and subscribe. It's uh, the Raider Take Podcast on YouTube as well. So we appreciate everything you guys do to support us. Go download DraftKings, code TPPN. Show them some love. Show us some love by showing them some love. Dan, it was great having you on. Hope you had a good time. I had a great time. You always do. Seems like you always do, and we appreciate it. Appreciate you bringing the good vibes all the time. Every time. Goodest of vibes all of the time. Every time. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Raider Nation, love you guys. Stand up, as always. Stand down for certain things. Stand up for the game on Sunday, 10 a.m. Mark your calendars. Also, on Sunday, we do fall back, so mark your clocks that are not iPhone-related, software-related going to have to change the microwave if you are interested in that pretty easy just clock settings you can figure it out from there but stand up love you guys peace out micah cue that music it's the only way to end <laughs>